Unter, unter. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the King in It podcast. Welcome and thanks for listening. Did you do the Mongol Valley as well? I, d- I did the Mongol no Valley. No way. I'm not, like, I would never lie to you. I did it. So did I. Shut up. <laughs> you weren't there. You only got any friends to do the Mongol Rally with. Whatever. <laughs> so, if you're brand new here, welcome. My name's Craig. This is Amy. This podcast is this season is about the Mongol Rally. Yeah. So if you're like, what on earth is the Mongol Rally? We drove 12,000 miles across the entire planet. Yeah. Well, not the entire planet, a third of the planet. Yeah. In a little Fiat Panda, then we were four mates. Ferranda Babes was good to us. <laughs> or was she? We'll get on to that. <laughs> Coming up. Little dickhead. <laughs> I thought you were calling me a little dickhead. Oh, then. No. I was like, <laughs> well, you are calm too. down, I'm the, I'm the host. Like, you are too, that's fine. Disrespect me. Don't respect me. <laughs> so on the last podcast, we talked about Turkey. Turkey. La Turkey. La Turkey. We talked about getting stuck under a bridge, uh, experiencing a thousand hot air balloons flying over Cappadocia at sunrise. Just beautiful. We're just spoiled, aren't we? Tarts of the spoilt realm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a t-shirt right there. I'm really tired. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That's the spoiled realm. <laughs> wow, that was like straight out of a Game of Thrones book. Oh dear, I'm crying now. I've got strange don't eyes. Cry, babes. I don't have hay fever. But Your I... eyes are a bit strange. <sighs> Back to the registered program at a scheduled hand. <laughs> what are you crying for? You. I am quite emotional this week, but we don't need to talk about that. That is a whole different podcast on its own. Why are you emotional? Oh, this and that. You know, I've just got wicked friends. Yeah, I was, I was. It is going off subject, off subject a bit, but let's just pop this bit in. I was, um, I wrote a blog post for Warrior Women this week, mm-hmm. um, and they asked me who my Warrior Women were. I actually, I, I read it wrong, and and I thought they said, "Are you a Warrior Woman?" So I, t- I started talking about myself, and then I read Get it back. Over I was yourself. like, oh, "They are not on about me." <laughs> <laughs> just erase that little bit. <laughs> But I picked three of my favourite people, um, CH32, Charlotte Hole from our Instagram, who we've met loads of times. She's lovely, proper body confidence woman. Chloe Smith, obviously, um, from Big Moose, who does a bunch of stuff for charity, and she's just one of the strongest people ever. And uh, my good friend, Keris Sadler, who works for Click Sergeant, which is the charity that supported me while I was going through cancer. Three incredible women. Mm. And I don't know, they just got back today and I was just like, oh, I just want to cry. And like the, the sun's gone in and the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And I'm just like, let's just have a cry, shall we? Yeah, it's been, a, it's been an emotional week. Yeah. If I was going to write a blog post on warrior women, you would be my number one pick, babes. Is that true? You're such a doll, Craig. I would have put you, but you don't have the right genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, talking of emotional. Moving on. Today, today's podcast probably will be a little bit emotional. Yeah, this is going to be great. So we're talking about Iran. Um, Sorry, you interrupted me in in the middle of my... Apologies. ...recap of the last podcast. We also talked about having our first proper breakdown. um, Mentally or...? And how we grew as a team, both. Mental oh. breakdown, car breakdown, car breakdown. <laughs> um, and how you pretended that you'd had a terrible accident oh. and <laughs> used fake blood to prank me. I did. If you haven't... In Armenia. Listen to that one. Of all places. I felt so bad. I'm, I'm still sorry. So if you haven't, go and listen to episode three so you can catch up on all the inside jokes. 
because you might get them then. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the competition is still on. We're still getting reviews from you guys. Incredible. So all you have to do is leave a, po- uh, a review on Apple Podcasts, isn't five, it? Five star. Five, if it's not five star, you're not winning. You are not in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Hang um, on, is that illegal? Is that like bribery? I think it is, yeah. Oh, but that's okay. Sue me. Sue me now. Go on. <laughs> five star review, ent- entered into the comp, and you could win some King in It merch. Yeah, which we're actually wrapping today. If you're yeah, watching, we're both crowning today. If you're watching the podcast, I'm giving you a little wave here, are you? This is our King in It merch. Look lush today. If you're not watching, Amy's got a wife beater on with a crown on it. Wife beater? Will you declare to. Would you. <laughs> would you declare to. <laughs> would you like to. A vest top. A vest top, yeah. Yeah. It's lovely. I don't beat wives. I don't have a wife. And I wouldn't beat her if I had one. <laughs> I'm a feminist, Craig. Moving on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so in this podcast, like I said, we're going to be talking about Iran. Let's let's do that then. Because it's about six minutes in and we haven't spoken about it yet. A country. country. Woo, mama. So before we do that. Oh, for God's sake, here we go. What let's, now? Let's have a thanks for our, our sponsor, shall Wait, we? You've got a sponsor. You've got a sponsor. <laughs> This week's sponsor, this season's sponsor is Babbel. Babbel. So have you ever wanted to learn a language but thought, I just haven't got the time and I haven't got the confidence maybe? Definitely, yeah. I'm just not smart enough, I thought. But that's not true. Sort of. (laughs) 50% not true. (laughs) (laughs) So Babbel will get you speaking a language in a matter of weeks. So tell them about Babylon. What do you love about it? All right. Off the top of the dome, right? So I just loved, because we were in the car for so long, I would download my, my lessons before I went, because mm. obviously Wi-Fi in Iran is not possible. It's illegal. Well, not, Wi-Fi is illegal? Not illegal. Like the internet, like Facebook and stuff, you can't get on it. So pre- for, for the record, you can actually get Babel in Iran. So you pre-download your lessons, get in the back of the car. You could just... You just do it to yourself. Do it to yourself. Yeah. You. <laughs> Babble. Do it to yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a it's an incredible app and you can link it to your phone and your desktop. So if you fancy doing it on a big screen, it'll save your progress. and Then you can carry on on your phone, which is wicked. Yeah. And they've got like 10 to 15 minute lessons, real life conversational stuff. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not like they make it super simplistic, don't they? Mm. And, you you know, there's pictures to go along with it. And it's kind of like a game in a way. Yeah. Where sometimes, you know, it's multiple choice and you have to guess what, what the word is you're looking for. And that's fun. That's not like, oh, my God, I've got to go and learn uh, Turkish tonight. Mm. You, you're looking forward to it. Like, and it's, it's a good fun. Yeah. So Baba were actually one of the sponsors for our Mongol Rally series, which ties all this in nicely. And it's just lovely to see how people, you know, the people of Turkey would react to you when you know, like, the the slightest bit of their language. Mm. They, like, accept you as their own, you know? It's really really a lovely thing to do for people, and they really appreciate you more. So definitely. What's the end bit? Can I say it? Try Babbel today. Just go to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.co.uk and download the app for free. Babbel, learn a new language and make it your own. Fantastic, babes. Thank you. You think I could be one of those like speakers? I reckon, I mean, you are one. I am. Speaking I do speak. right now. I do speak. Speak a lot. <laughs> 
I mean like on TV or like an audio book. Like our friend who does the porno audio books. <laughs> yeah, he does. We'll have him on soon. He's got a great voice for that. <laughs> so on the last podcast, we left you at the hotel in Armenia where there was a devastating, bloody scene that wasn't actually real. Yeah. Um. So give on, give after on. I got over the shock of thinking my girlfriend might die yeah, in a hotel over, room. Get, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were actually on the way to this hotel, which we didn't mention on the last podcast. Somebody drove into our car. Oh, yeah. And they crushed the whole front wheel arch and bent our mirror in. That was actually really terrifying because they didn't stop and they didn't seem like they cared. No. It's it was like, like, they... a, like a transit van, wasn't it? Mm. It was big. It was bigger than us. He clocked us. Drove into us. We were looking out the windows at him, shocked, and he was just deadpanning us. I was screaming at him because I thought he was going to run us off the road because he was just like point blank, didn't give a, f- you know. No, he didn't give a shizen, did he? No. So there was that. Good start. <laughs> so we were about to drive to the border of Iran. Yes. Which was like, we were so excited. Everybody was buzzing, weren't mm, they? Yeah. I think this was the favorite, like feeling of of the rally for me because i knew we were going to meet all of the new guys and obviously to begin with we didn't want to convoy but at this point i was like let me add new people Mm. you know and it was really cool and i just we had some reservations and we had some anxiety about it all because obviously as we all know iran is kind of vilified in the media Mm. you only hear bad news coming out of iran don't you yeah because nobody holidays there it's not a holiday destination Mm. supposedly if it is but we didn't know that, you know, the vast majority of people that don't live there wouldn't think to go there on holiday. Mm. So it was a bit like, what are we going to run into? Is it going to be dangerous? You know, for a start, we had to have a guide, didn't we? Yeah. If you're from the UK and a few other countries, you can't just go there. So yeah, just in case you're like a spy or something, you have to have a guide from border to border. Mm. So that in itself is a bit like, oh, wow, this is, they, they don't trust you to drive through the country. But obviously yeah. the, the problem with all of these kind of, things is like when you hear about a country being terrible through the media you know we don't listen to the media anyway because most of it's just propaganda bollocks yeah um but it's always government to government it's never they'd never say um the people of iran are this it's always like they compare it to all the bad stuff that happens Mm -hmm. so obviously there are parts of iran which are more dangerous and you you know you might be more likely to be kidnapped in a terror threat or something like that but obviously yeah. having a guide he took us to all the places that were safe um and, st- and things like that so when we actually met the people mm. it was just game changing but um yeah so was, i think down south is much more um dangerous to go to but we never we, we literally stuck to the top of the country and just made our way through the top didn't we yeah but we, they were we dipped down a little bit there were actually people who did the south as well on the rally yeah yeah the australians because i think if you're australia you can just go there and right. you don't have to have a guide which yeah. is mad but I was worried though, like, you know, we, we thought to ourselves, okay, so we're going to have an Iranian guide. Will he speak really good English? Mm-hmm. Is he, will he have his own car to follow us in? Mm. Um, you know, we thought he might be really strict. He might be like a teacher. This might be like, you know, terrifying. Yeah. Why would he be terrifying though? Well, just because they, he might be really scary looking, you know, might be a scary guy. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's stuck between you in the back of the car, you'll be like, um... Hiya. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Would you like a mint? <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we set off, I don't know why you took this long to stick it on the car, but Amy's mum gave her like this little 
heart-shaped thing with I a... I mean, it wasn't little, it was massive. It was a it? massive heart-shaped sticker yeah. with a sign in the middle. So, <laughs> the funniest story ever. Before we left, Amy's mum genuinely gave us this advice. And she said... If this the- was before we went to Paris because there was, oh, yeah, there that was a was terrorist it. attack in oh, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not laughing because it was a terrorist attack. I'm laughing at the advice your mum gave you. So the advice of Helen B was... If people start shooting, run in a zigzag. Yeah, I mean, you can't beat that advice really, can you? <laughs> like super bad. When he's running, he's going in a zigzag. He's going, it's the fastest kid alive. He's the best kid I've ever seen. <laughs> I actually think you're supposed to do it if a hippo chases you as well. Oh, really? Because they can't turn that fast. Oh, that's so, good advice. Yeah, I mean, t- top class, A-star advice from Helen B. So we stuck that on there. So in case anybody else wanted to use that advice, they yeah. could read the car. We told you, yeah. Um. So yeah, so we we got on the road, um, and it was actually super mountainous going through Armenia to, to Armenia, 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 Armenia. So it was like up and down these winding mountains, and again it was like loads of pickup trucks, um, trucks full of like sand and cement and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were flying around these corners, right. and, and drop it was offs, there? huge drop offs, yeah, and and because it was so hot, it was like in the forty degree heat. Oh my god, I remember. We were having to stop for under because the brakes were smoking. Like we were like, we were like, oh shit, the engine engine's overheating, and there was mm-hmm. just smoke coming off the brake calipers. Yeah. Now, bearing in mind, like we were flying through Georgia, through Armenia, because we had to be in Iran like the next day. Mm. So it was every second counted. We couldn't really stop for that long. We had to keep going. Yeah. This is why she took a battering, Craig. <laughs> this is why she she unfriended us yeah. in the world. She did not even just on Facebook, like blocked and deleted. Yeah. <laughs> So as we approach the border, because you kind of drive, as you drive, you drive along the border for quite a long time. You drive it, yeah. Yeah, drive. Drive. Drive in. <laughs> D- drive in. Drive. Um, so we got there and it was like this huge brown river and like a huge uh, fence with like barbed wire and like watchtowers like dotted every couple of yeah. like 100 meters. Yeah. Um, and it all looked a bit like, because I don't know. Most borders we'd seen are just is literally just a sign saying welcome to yeah. wherever the country was. And then you pull up and you see someone on your left and you go, they go passport and you give it in. Yeah, but this border was just, yeah, like a river and barbed wire and watchtowers. We we're like, wow, this is like... Heavy. This is a serious border. It's heavy, yeah. So um, we got to Agarak, which was the city we, we met, the, the convoy. I um, think it was the hottest when we were in Agarak, wasn't it? This is the hottest temperature we've ever experienced and the hottest we had on the whole rally oh my goodness, it was 47 degrees celsius oh my god that is mental yeah you couldn't stay in it could you it's hard to even describe it it's it's like actually if you're in a sauna you know when you breathe in and yeah. you get that hot air uh-huh. it hits your throat that's how hot it was it was yeah. mental yeah so you couldn't you couldn't stay outside and i don't know how the boys cope without aircon in their car because <laughs> if you if you didn't know we had aircon in ours because we were posh like that proper posh but i think i was really worried about that heat because if you don't know if you've never been to iran which like chances are you haven't the women have to dress from head to toe mm. you need to have an a, a, a hijab mm-hmm. which is on your head to cover all of your hair you can't you can't you can't show your hair, t- basically. Mm-hmm. And an abaya, which is like a head-to-toe long dress. And I was just... Oh, I'm, I'm a fainter, Craig. Amy's a big time. Everybody big knows time Amy's fainter. a fainter. Um, so I, I was a bit apprehensive, a bit anxious about what would happen in the heat. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, this is the first time we met Ollie and Aidan. We got to the, um, got to the hotel and the team 
Tyrannosaurus wreck with it, or Trianosaurus wreck, as Amy calls them. I've been brought up th- knowing that... T- t- what is it? T-Rex. So tri- Trianosaurus wreck is how I would say it. That's what I thought it Dinosaur was. Dinosaur that tries really hard. <laughs> tries his best. It's a, it's a shadow of me. You know what I mean? It's like a, a mirror of me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was the first time meeting those boys, and... We didn't know it yet, but without Ollie and Aiden and that car, we would have been in the shit completely. The amount of times they saved us, yeah, because they they actually had tools for one. They well, had a yeah, they and, had a tow bar and a brain between them <laughs> and a brain. So that helped. So yeah, we met the boys there. We had a few beers. They um, had a, what did they have a, a something a gila a Vauxhall a gila a gila yeah, which I actually think is doing the rally again this year. And is it? They had done it that. That was the second oh, yeah. time it had done it for the boys. Unbelievable that, isn't it? Incredible. Incredible car, honestly. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, think about getting one of them. And they had it painted like yellow, red and green, was it? Mm, it was like the Jurassic Park Jurassic theme, Park. wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. It was super cool. So yeah, we met the boys. We had a, a few drinks. Jess actually drank like a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Somehow. Just her. Nobody, just nobody else was drinking. Just Jess. Just a bottle of vodka before the night before. <laughs> what a maniac. And then um, we had, we were just eating so badly mm-hmm. for the whole trip. It had been terrible. And we watched the vlog back and uh, our dinner was uh, a wet pepper and bean soggy sandwich. I love it. Love it. Fantastic and nutritional. That would have been one of the best things we had on that rally. <laughs> That's saying something, you know. <laughs> it actually was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so... The whole time we were in Turkey, Amy was like, I'm going to get an abaya and a hijab and I'm going to look lush. I wanted something very special. You know, you see these Iranian princesses with these beautiful colours and everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted something like that. And I thought, oh, well, I'll get it in Turkey mm-hmm. and then I'll have it in preparation. But there was nothing in Turkey. It was very expensive. So the next morning we were at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Jess got a... Jess actually bought something. I don't know where she got it. But she, she got it in Turkey. She got it in Turkey. It was Turkey. pricey. And you know me. I'm like the bargain queen. I'm like Depop and eBay are my best friends. I never really liked to buy anything full price. Yeah. So when the guy was like, yeah, it's like £32. I was like, you are having a laugh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Jess, if you want to get it, you get it, babes. And she did. So uh, Amy ended up with Will's shirt. Yeah. Um, Long sleeve. Uh, Florence Nightingale blouse yeah. and a pair of jeans. I did, yeah. I'm you look like a... Uh, Neil Buchanan of Heart Attack. I did look like a painter. It was like a, a like a water pastel paint kind of shirt, wasn't it? I looked like a douchebag, basically. <laughs> Jess was this beautiful Iranian princess and I just looked wrong. So we were on our way. We went to meet the boys at the border. Someone actually bought a bottle of champagne because you can't drink in Iran. So someone brought the champagne and we like toasted and everyone drank it. And Yeah, so we were buzzing though, weren't we? Yeah. Like, we finally got to meet like our... What is it? Another five cars full of boys. Five cars. It was about, I didn't even know how many of us. It was about 14 of us, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But it was a big crew, strong crew. And we've been talking to them now for for months in this WhatsApp group and everyone kind of knew everybody. It was just putting like faces to names, wasn't it? Mm. We were buzzing um, because we were doing such an exciting thing going into Iran and then meeting a whole bunch of new friends to do it with. It was class. The funny thing is as well, like is that a few of the boys said this after, they they knew that we were like YouTubers, and so they were worried. You thirteen years old. 
no, we are technically YouTubers, aren't I we? I always say that. What do you do for a living? And I never want to say, oh, I'm a YouTuber, because I sound about 13 <laughs> years old. I'm a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> so they said that they had reservations about us, and, about what, us? and what we were going to be like, because they thought, oh, they're going to be two douchey kids. who will be like, oh, my God, welcome to my channel. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that they realised that we're like real people. Yeah. And, and we're not like... They actually went full circle didn't they they loved the fact that we filmed it because we all would have forgotten those memories exactly yeah know? and there were so many funny ones yeah so um yeah we met the whole team and i remember one of the it's on the video because it was another ollie yeah um he's canadian isn't he yeah yeah and um he was the nicest kid he was so young he was like 20 yeah very young he was very 20 shy. years old yeah yeah super nice kids really really he polite lush, yeah. but the probably the most clumsy kid i've ever met in my life <laughs> worse than me he was worse That's than you mad. so like we were passing the champagne round and ollie takes a sip and it just comes out his nose yes. and he <laughs> chokes everywhere and obviously <laughs> so the fizz funny. went everywhere oh, that was oh but he if you're listening to this ollie you without knowing you made us laugh so many times yeah <laughs> just from your clumsiness yeah. but what a ledge so yeah we were all there we got um, to the border, had a little drink because um, we wouldn't be able to drink. It was only five days we did in Iran, wasn't it? Five or six days? It was, yeah, it was a five day itinerary, like all planned out for us because we'd paid for this beforehand, which mm -hmm. is why we got kicked out of our bank for like terrorism actions, yeah. paying money over two grand to Iran. So uh, you got told off straight away, didn't you, by the border guards, you and Jess? Yeah, pretty much. Watch yourself, watch yourself. We had, we had to wait like five hours for all our paperwork to be done in the Iranian border. And then when we finally could get going, me and Jess had to go and give our passports in. But we weren't wearing our headscarves. Mm. And the guy there, he he was horrible. He, was he? Yeah, the face on him, like if looks could kill. And he was like, where is your hijab? And I was like, Ooh. oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, shit son. <laughs> get back to the car. So we ran back and, and uh, put some scarves on, which mine was... I think Jess's was a real hijab, but mine... Uh, yours was a 50p curtain from Ikea, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it actually right. actually was. Yeah. I was going to use them to, like, drape uh, above my bed, but they just work lovely as um, a headscarf, so there's that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. 50p, though. Well, my mum works in Ikea, so she gets well good discount. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 50p curtains. Literally, our house is Ikea. <laughs> so, it, for you guys, it was... You were worried about the heat and you had to dress head to toe and we'd been like wearing shorts and next to nothing the yeah. whole trip yeah um and there was actually rules for men as well so we were, we were allowed to wear t-shirts but we had to wear trousers long, long trousers which yeah. like it doesn't sound like it would make that much difference but you don't get any breeze in trousers and the heat was next level mm -hmm. um but yeah, when we got in, the guard said, didn't he? He said to you, welcome to our country. Nice to meet you. When he was like super friendly. Yeah, because he was wearing the whole, you know, like an army guard. I, he had a gun, but he was like one of the only guards up until this point that had spoken to us or spoken to us kindly. Mm. You know, wasn't asking us if we had fags and alcohol in our car in abundance. Yeah. He was just like, thank you so much for coming here. And I just thought, wow, thank you, mate. That's bloody <laughs> lush. And then we got introduced to Rashid. Oh, if you're watching this, you can see the massive smile on my face. <laughs> One of my favourite people on planet Earth. The nicest guy ever. And like you said, we had like preconceived ideas of what possibly a guide might be like kind of strict and like uh -huh. we need to go here here and here yep rashad was the most down-to-earth flamboyant, flamboyant friendly yeah. funny guy yeah 
we've ever met, I think. Yeah, he was amazing. You're crying, yeah. I remember I told you I'm like proper emotional this week. Don't Just cry, thinking of Rashad, I'm like, oh, I wish I was there with him now and Yeah. He brought us dessert. Like that was every our day. first thing, yeah, every day. But he like came with this Iranian dessert and some forks and he passed it around and from his hometown. Yeah, so we we'd arranged the whole trip through a company called Overland to Iran. So if you're mm-hmm. going to do the rally, you have to do Iran. It's, you can't miss it. Yeah, don't even come to me for questions on the, the Mongol rally if you ain't going to Iran. I'm not going to I'm not going to answer them. <laughs> I just I will not answer them. So we had the hotels, the route and the guide Rashed was included. So it cost about 590 pounds per person, but that was including insurance for the car and obviously the guide and the hotel. So yeah. It was a little bit pricey for five days. Yeah. Um, it will boost up your your financials Yeah, when doing the rally, which is why a lot of people don't do it. But oh, the experience, you know, if you're going to do this, do it, guys. Like, mm. go big or go home, I say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we ended up waiting in no man's land for five hours whilst mm-hmm. they did the paperwork. Yeah. And at the time, it, it felt like kind of long and, and, and slow, but... I would do anything now to just go and sit in no man's land with all the boys because yeah. we would like play card games. We, and That like, was when we r- really got to know each other, wasn't it? Yeah, just sitting around shooting the breeze and yeah, just talking shite. But mm. it was so much fun. Yeah. And I think we, we got used to that. We got used to that waiting at Borders and that time where we would just do nothing. Like we'd spend an hour just kicking a football around yeah. at some point. It yeah. was so good. So yeah, we got through. We were in Iran. The whole convoy was there and uh, it was the first time we convoy properly so we were at the back obviously because fran was fran was a bit she loved a little bit shit so everyone had to constantly wait for us but it was so cool driving through these mountains and just seeing all the cars all the mongol rally cars they're like got jerry cans yeah Yeah. it's all vibrant they're all like stickered up and um yeah just another incredible drive i know we keep saying it and it's hard to differentiate between the different like landscapes landscapes in Mm. different countries but it was like again it was just like this brand new set of colors and pine trees and blue rivers flowing through it it was so lush wasn't it amazing yeah it was super cool so um the first thing that we noticed was that every single car we saw was smiling and waving frantically at us they were so intrigued weren't they it was unbelievable like at first we're like oh wow everyone's really friendly and then we're like oh there's another car waving Oh, and there's another car waving, and it just kept going and going and going. I'm sure we said at one point, I feel like Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. Or I feel like this was my home, and I've just returned. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, welcome back. And I'm like, oh, thanks. It's really hard to get across how welcomed we felt. Yeah. But it was, oh, no, I've never, my face, our faces were hurting. We they got were. to the petrol station, which was probably an hour's drive from the border, and we were just all smiling so much. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. we've never experienced this in the country. Because yeah. part of me was like, is it just the cars? But we'd already driven through Turkey and a million other places. Mm-hmm. And nobody was, like, that yeah. happy to see us. I just remember the one time that the woman had written on a piece of A4 paper, welcome to Iran, and she yeah. held it up and was, was doing, like, a little heart sign with her fingers. And I was like... I love you. Oh, Everybody so would turn cool. around in the back of their cars. They'd be waving. The kids would be, they'd be holding their kids out the, yeah. out the windows, <laughs> you know. People on motorbikes would be trying to talk to us yeah. through the window. Just amazing. It was lovely. So lovely to see. But at the same time, it was so like, it was so sad to think that the way that their country and their people are portrayed it is, uh, is like a bad place. Because yeah. you're like, wow, you... 
like we'd seen videos before, so we kind of knew that they were going to be friendly. Mm-hmm. But to experience it was just like, yeah, level, yeah, another level. Mm-hmm. So we um, we drove for a bit, had a couple of waves and smiles and stuff, and then we stopped off for petrol, which was another thing that was mind blowing. Yeah, we filled up the tank because it was pretty much on empty. Yep, uh, and it cost three English pounds for the whole tub. For the whole tub of <laughs> butter that we bought in the shop. No, the whole tub of petrol. It was, what was <laughs> so, it? 28, 28? Fill up the tub, love. 28 litres, was it? Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was crazy. What was so that? So cheap. You got a fact about... Oh, sugar, I've forgotten all my facts, Craig. Sorry, we got time. All right, so just to give you like a little fun fact of the day about Iran and that. <laughs> pro- approximately 70%, 70% of Iran... Of Iran's population is under 30 years old. Really? Yeah, didn't know that. Wow. And uh, Iran has one of the only condom factories in the Middle East. No way. Didn't know that either. Um, one more fact. Since 2008, Iran has conducted more sex change operations than any other country in the world. Really? Second only to Thailand, yeah. No way. And they can also um, get uh, financial assistance off the government if they need it. Amazing. Which is really cool. That, you wouldn't think that, would no, you, that country? No, it really contradicts the other kind of... It contradicts this one, which is in Iran, men who do not marry stay with their natal family their entire life and are described as nomad, which means not a man. Oh. Which is a bit controversial. Savage. Um, I was after the fact about the oil. Oh, sorry. Sorry, the <laughs> oil. Oh, I didn't actually... I didn't actually write that one down. <laughs> but basically, it's like one of the biggest exporters of oil. Yeah, um, and they they produce like four million barrels of oil a day. Wow, which is crazy. Yeah. So I, I don't think that's got anything to do with petrol. No, but um, I think that's got a lot <laughs> to do with why they are vilified the way they are. Yeah, they got a lot of oil. Something about wants the it. US one and the oil, yeah. and then they just bully them. Always an ul- ulterior motive in there. Always, Craig. Honestly. So um, yeah, we were at the petrol station, filled up three quid. Couldn't believe it. Got Rashad on camera and he loved it, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, Amy filmed this whole section with him and, and he said to her after, he was like, oh, I've, you should have said I forgot to tuck in. To suck in? <laughs> to suck in Yeah, his suck stomach. in his belly. I was like, <laughs> Rashad, you're fine. So funny. He's like, hello, welcome to my country. Everybody is waiting for you to come. And, yeah. And all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I love you. So cute. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, for us, the convoy was like the start of the fun, I think. Like we always knew we were going to get on with the guys, but it was the start of the banter. Yeah. Um, obviously, like I said, the, our car was the slowest. So we learned early on um, that everyone was going to have to wait for us. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure we got the name Team Chocolate Teapot like early on. Yeah. Probably day two of a run. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible how much stuff we had on our car to weigh it down. Yeah. Obviously, Andre who was decapitated, was still with us very mm. much so. And all your bags, and like seven bags box. you brought, didn't you? No, 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 that was Europe last year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe five, something like that, you know. Another thing that Rashad told us at the petrol station was that, because um, we were saying about all the people and, and waving and stuff, and, and I, I did this, I want, someone did this with a thumbs up. Oh yeah, just gave a thumbs up like to the passing cars. And um, he was like, oh, if you do that to like the older generation in Iran, a thumbs up means the middle finger. Yeah. So he said like the younger people will, will understand that it's like a, okay, how are you doing? Yeah. But he said, don't do it to old people because they'll think they're flipping them off. <laughs> <laughs> how funny is that? I think we'd done it quite a quite a lot before we had that advice. Yeah. So I hope we didn't offend anyone. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the we got to Tabriz, which is the first city that we stopped in. Tabriz. Tabriz. Um, so we were all starving. We've been in no man's land for forever, and uh, we hadn't really eaten properly. So the first place that Rashid took us to. Where did he take us, Greg? He took us to a kebab house. Oh, kebab house, wicked. And uh, the owner was actually super friendly. He was like really welcoming. He was so happy that we were all there. Yeah. And uh, he took us upstairs, and it was it was the ceiling was so low you had to like duck to sit everyone down everyone had to duck yeah <laughs> um so every, everybody had kebabs and um we ended up having rice and tomatoes for yeah. dinner yeah everyone said they were sick kebabs so as in good sick yeah you know it looked like a real authentic place you know with all the proper spices and mm. they had everything right didn't they real iranian food yeah but yeah i think all we could have was rice with tomatoes which wasn't great and do you remember we spotted that guy he was working he was like a young guy and you, you were like, he looks like a supermodel. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember. It, the, he was incredible looking. Yeah. And if, like, I don't know who the, the big model agencies are in America, but I did not know what I said. I'll take him on as my own client and I'll make <laughs> a shitload of money off this guy. Yeah, he was, he had a brilliant face. Yeah, the Iranians are really good looking bunch yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, some of them can have like really dark olive skin, but then the bright blue eyes. Yeah, green eyes and yeah. stuff. Yeah, really intriguing faces. Yeah. So um, so we had rice and tomatoes, which became a theme for us. It sure did. And I think I'm surprised I didn't get scurvy. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't get scurvy in Iran. We might have had it. We looked well dodgy. <laughs> we lost a lot of weight. <laughs> so this is the start of the worst diet in history for the next <laughs> five days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we got to the hotel. Um, our first hotel first hotel we were driving for a long time weren't we it was a very long drive it was a very jam-packed long driving mm-hmm. five days in iran hot also so um if you're if you're married yeah. you're allowed to have a room with a double bed mm-hmm. but we're not married so we had two singles yeah. i now don't quote me on this but i believe that if you're not married you're not allowed to share the same room with a woman if you're from Iran. Yeah. Uh, but because we were foreigners, they allowed it. Yeah. So we just had two single beds. So for the price we paid, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be luxury hotel. First one was a little bit sketchy. <laughs> was it? It was a bit sketchy, yeah. Oh, we had the squatty potty. Squatty potty, That's which I think right. is standard. Um, and then we had this dodgy little shower and, and the room looked like it was from like the 60s. It was yeah. like brown quilts and Back stuff. Back in the day. But that is the kind of, the feel of the country a little bit, isn't it? I think that was more the budget that we paid. Yeah. <laughs> Rashad took up most of it, I think. Rashad was like, uh, I'm going to make a wicked commission off this. We're staying in shittles. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the first proper day we had was in Tabriz. Uh, and this is the first day we'd had off for ages to just From walk driving. around. Yeah. yeah. So we were so relieved. We were like, yes, this is going to be great. Um, but this is the first day you would have had in the in the heat walking around. Yeah. So Amy woke up and uh, you felt a bit anxious, didn't you? Uh, it became a, th- a thing, not on the rally, but like traveling in general. Um because I'm a fainter, when I know it's going to happen, it freaks me out and I get really anxious. So at about four o'clock that morning, I was awake mm. and my heart is going and I'm trying to talk myself out of it. And I'm like, just stop. Like the work, I would rather just faint than pa- have the panic and anxiety of thinking I'm going to do it. That's so much worse than just the actual fainting itself. Mm. So I woke up, I had a really bad stomach. I was on the toilet for a long time. It just takes it out of me. It drains me completely and I was so tired. And yeah, I think the reason was because I was very much afraid of fainting because the heat was unbearable. Yeah. 
Um, and we, yeah, we had a full day planned and I just didn't want to ruin anyone's plans. It was more of us now for me to, to rack our plans for, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit of a slow start and yeah, a bit vulnerable that morning, I think. Yeah. But well, as soon as we got out, there was like a nice breeze. It was actually really was windy okay, that day yeah. and it wasn't too hot. So, uh, Rashid took us up to a cable car. So we went to the top of the city and, uh, it's, it's mad cause you could see the whole thing. It was like surrounded by kind of like deserty sandy looking mountains mm -hmm. and then from the top you can just see the city and uh super like hustle and bustle whilst you're in the city there's loads of people out on the streets it's a little bit like india in a way where this everybody's out and about and everyone's mm. like uh you know sat outside their shops drinking tea and yeah, stuff like that love that yeah um, it's like a real sense of community in there mm -hmm. when you're in the city mm. So, um, yeah, we went to the top of the cable car and we just had loads of conversations with people, didn't we? Yeah. We just met loads of people. I, and I love that a lot of people can speak English. Yeah. Because you, you definitely, Iran isn't one place that you assume people can speak English in. Yeah. You know, the locals. Um, but we met a brilliant girl, didn't we? Yeah. So when we were going up, um, coming back down on the cable car, me and Jess joined a bunch of girls um, and they were all like giggly and like excitable and they were like, come in our car. So we did. Um, and I just took the opportunity to sort of ask them a bunch of questions on mm. how they felt about their country and how they felt about wearing the hijabs and, you know, whether they felt like it was a, it, whether they liked it or not. And um, so her, the main girl, her name was Zara. Yeah, so lovely. <laughs> she was amazing. She's actually a PhD um, student um, in chemistry, yeah. which I was like, wow, go on, girl. Yeah. Um, she had this big bright massive smile full of braces and obviously the beautiful hijab on and she said i love wearing it i'm very proud to wear it okay um, uh, but the, there was a, a girl next to her she was slightly younger and she said i don't like it oh really she'd rather not wear it um but i think as we moved towards like the the capital cities the girls didn't really wear them as much cities a city, capital city, or cities, you know, um, as a as an older traditional woman, they would wear all black, yeah, all of it. Like they wouldn't even, you know, put a foot out of place. But then some of the younger girls would have like red lipstick on, or you know, they would dye a piece of their fringe like blonde or something, which I thought was really cool. And it just shows how sort of the future's coming up, and it's sort of changing, yeah, like, their culture and the way you know everyone's a bit more rebellious at that age, aren't they? Mm. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah, we just had some wicked conversations. It was, yeah, like I said, so many people were just so happy that we were there and they were just fascinated. Yeah. And they just wanted to talk to us for ages. And mm -hmm. yeah, they all spoke super good English. Yeah. And they would say to you, like, I'm so proud of you for coming to my country. Yeah. Like, they must know the bad rep that they get. And then they say they're proud because this might have been a scary thing that you thought but it's not yeah. and uh, thank you for coming to my country yeah. i love that yeah. what to do with that someone comes to wales you go thank you for coming to my country yeah. you'll be like what i know <laughs> fuck off mate all right babes <laughs> <laughs> it's just wales sorry yeah. wales like. i know but it's, yeah so nice because it's yeah they like take pride in it super and, proud yeah yeah so yeah tabriz was cool we were kind of in and out yeah so we got back on the road because although we had five days. We had uh, a thousand miles from border to border. Is that what it was? So it was probably more because Rashad took us on that mad um, detour up to that castle. So it was probably, we probably did 1,200 miles through Iran. Yeah, man. In five days. Rashad was off my Christmas list that day, <laughs> So um, as we were driving, we got on the road and um, there was loads of like Iranian flags everywhere, which is super cool, like lining yeah. the streets. Yeah. And um, 
not far into it, we were pretty shit in Ferranda. Like Ferranda babes let us down multiple occasions. Mm. But the second shittest, I think, was the blue poo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Rob um, and Robin. So Rob's from England and Robin's from the Netherlands. Yeah. And they were driving a Volkswagen Polo, which was a blue color, but everyone called it the blue poo. Well, it had lost its L from Polo. Oh, yeah. Hence the word poo. Ah, uh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, I never knew that. And so as we were driving, they pulled over and we had to go back for them. And we lost the convoy. So it was just us and them. Mm-hmm. And they torn their fuel line. So it was just like all this fuel leaking all over the floor. Yeah. And so we were like scratching our heads like, what are we going to do? And then out of nowhere, this truck driver pulls in, this Iranian guy. And um, yeah. he he couldn't speak English. So they were kind of just pointing and communicating with yeah. looking at stuff. He and- actually scratched his head. And I was like, I know what that means. He's <laughs> yeah. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what do i do here <laughs> basic communication yeah um so yeah he's he figured out what what happened he went to his car uh he took a pipe off his radiator and he basically just fixed the boy's fuel line for, with, with, for them with his own like with a piece of his car of his car yeah what a guy like getting on the floor he had suit trousers on and i was like oh you're gonna get real dirty babes. yeah he but was yeah, just he got under there and oh i just yeah he was straight in there wasn't he wouldn't accept money off him either would he yeah so the boys were like buzzing because they couldn't believe he'd done it he fixed it and uh yeah they tried to pay him and he, he didn't want any money so they ended up giving him a coffee cup and he was over the moon with that he wasn't was he? buzzing with it i <laughs> love that story like yeah. yeah we gave him a coffee coffee cup and he like held his heart and he was just like oh yeah like, thank you yeah. i love it yeah, and instead of like shaking hands then because he had, he had all oil, he didn't want to shake their hands, so they all fist bumped. Yeah. It was just lovely. It was it was one of the the, the most special moments I think we had on the rally. Like, like a selfless act of someone just being like, I'll fix it for you yeah. and take apart my vehicle. With my car and I don't want anything for it. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it happened within minutes as well. We were only yeah. there five minutes it and he amazing. pulled in. Yeah. So, um, and then I think as we drove on, we stopped at like this melon. It was like a melon pull-in. Mm. We could just like eat melon on the side yeah. of the roads. Didn't we buy melon for a bunch of people there? It was like a few Iranian kids and stuff. I think so. Yeah. Um, All and he super was there. Cheap, yeah. yeah. So nice. Lovely. So we were making our way to the Blue Dome, which apparently is the third highest dome in the world. Wicked. Wicked. I well, I did have thoughts that. You know, the one on EastEnders, that Millennium Dome, definitely bigger, definitely bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, wasn't it like the third highest brick dome or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was brick dome, yeah. Brick dome, like. <laughs> Wicked Russia, thanks very much. But it was it was a, like a super calm place, wasn't it? Like the yeah. views from the top were really nice and inside it was nice and cool. Scaffolding, obviously. That's scaffolding, yeah. Everywhere we go, it's always scaffolding. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> come see this famous mon- monument. Covered in scaffolding. Yeah. Oh, that amazing Noschwanstein castle in uh, Germany. Oh, scaffolding. Scaffolding, mate. Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, again, we just got a chance to meet some locals and the girls loved you, didn't they? Mm. Like, all the local young Iranian girls. They were fascinated that like Amy and Jess and the other Amy okay. had the get up on. So you had so many photos, yeah. didn't you? I think it was more that we had blue eyes because everybody would stare into our souls. Really? But it wasn't scary. They were yeah. like smiling, just like, you are so beautiful. They would say this and I would just want to cry because I would think they were beautiful. And I'd be like, look at you. Yeah. You're amazing looking. Mm. Um, And yeah, just the fact that I guess they're a bit more suppressed as women mm-hmm. and can't really do as much that as we could because obviously I've got blonde hair not naturally but I think a lot of women were just like oh wow blonde hair you know yeah it's mad 
yeah the amount of pictures w- w- with women was great i loved it yeah yeah it was cool wasn't it power to the women yeah girl power i just loved rash ed it, it, the dome was like meh but rash yeah. ed's like showing us around and he was trying to get us to count to 10 in farsi was it a persian persian yeah yeah um and he just he just loves it and you could tell a passion he's like he's got this so is much the... energy yeah he's like a little kid though honey yeah. his energy he's so cool and then after that he was like I'll, I'll take you to this shop where they sell like really cool knives so all the boys are like yes we'll get some <laughs> knives <laughs> and he like it was amazing like he took, took us to this little shop and uh, this guy had all these like handcrafted mm, like knives with beautiful. like wooden handles and so all the boys are like getting their arms he was like shaving their arms showing sure, them all how sharp they were yeah. <laughs> um so yeah the boys got a couple of souvenirs i think will bought one didn't he i think so um and then we made our way to the next hotel it was a little it was a little bit posher i think what he did was he gradually took us to better and better hotels yeah it was a good mix yeah yeah even though it was like amazing um the drives were still so long and we would get into the hotels at like midnight very late yeah. and because there was like so many of us they were having to scan like 14 passports so we'd be sitting there for ages just dying to lay down just yeah. waiting for our room yeah the next day rashad was like i'm going to take you to this place it's going to be sick it's like there's going to be these old ruins um oh, no 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 he, there was no mention of ruins <laughs> he told us it was he a told castle us it was a castle <laughs> And uh, the drive was one of the toughest on our cars we'd ever done. It was like extremely hot again. It was like in the 40s. Mm-hmm. So our car overheats anyway. And it was like super mountainous and hilly. So on the way to the castle, because the drive just because the scenes were so incredible, I was like, oh, we've got the drone. I know it's stashed, but Rashad's quite cool. Maybe we should ask him if we can fly it. Yeah. So I, when we stopped to take some photos and stuff, I said, oh, Rashad, can we fly the drone? He, said, he was like, oh, I'm not sure. And then he called his boss, and his boss was like, absolutely nope. no way. Not do not do it. Nope. And I'm so glad that he said that, mm-hmm. because there was a story on the rally. I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in the documentary, but there was two Australian guys who, for some bizarre reason, thought it would be a good idea to fly their drone near the border. Yep. And uh, they got followed by, like, special services. Yep. Uh, like, kind of like CIA equivalent. Yep. Uh, and they they followed them, and then they, uh, they thought they were spies. So they arrested the boys. They put, like, band... Uh, they put... They got them, and they put bags over their heads. Oh, my God. Which is the terrifying start. Do you know what I mean? Um, they got taken into um, like custody, I guess. They got full boiler suited up. Mental. And uh, yeah, didn't know where they stood. Didn't know who to call. Didn't know what was happening. Or uh, you know, were they getting um, like questioned? Yeah. So I think they 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 weren't given their phone call in the first couple of days. But well, everything was taken off them. Yeah. Phones, wallets, passports, everything. And then eventually they let them call somebody and they they called like some sort of australian embassy number yeah there was a special name for it but they called them and and they had to send someone in didn't they to kind of rescue them um so when they figured out that they weren't spies they like apologized and they put them up in like a five-star hotel and they gave them gifts and yeah, things like they that them gifts which was really strange, strange. <laughs> i know i mean they're probably just like oh my bad i <laughs> Really sorry. It's this proper, hotel's lush, though. I didn't mean it. Here's a knife. Here's a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I don't know why they did it because I don't think they told them to. Well, but... I think it was because of the ordeal they'd been. They were there for I don't know how long were they were there for, but they were there for longer than a day. Like yeah. 
So they were just like that fucking drone. I wish we'd never have taken it. Yeah. So when they first got the when they got the chance, they they smashed it to pieces. Didn't yeah, they? they kicked it apart in front of the in guards. Front of them. They might have even told them to do that. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think they did. So yeah, they they were lucky that they knew who to call because yes. like imagine we got arrested. I wouldn't even know who to ring. Would yeah. you? Um, Boris Johnson. Well, that twat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Boris. Excuse uh, me. I know you're a bit of a twat, but uh, I made a bit of a predicament here. You made a bit of a pickle in a run. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we kept driving. Basically, we got to this uh, fortress, climbed. We got to like 2,000 meters in the car. So it was like super high altitude. Yeah. And then Rasha was like, oh, we just got to walk up that mountain. Small hike. I'm like, hike. <sighs> Amy was back of the pack. Ian was ahead of Amy. And Ian, he's a big fella. He's like 18, 20 stone. I don't know, but yeah. He was he was lapping you, wasn't he? I am ridiculous, I swear. Uh, when I saw the cable car was broken, I was like, nope, not for me. But everybody was going and I thought, oh, this is kind of once in a lifetime chance kind of thing. But it was like, what, 60 degree angle? It was, and the heat. Yeah. And flip flops as well. So there's that. And yeah, we got to the top. Uh, there's fuck all there. <laughs> I was literally like, Rush where's the castle? <laughs> where is the castle? <laughs> So it's the ruins, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah." But you didn't say there was ruins. Where's the bloody castle? Yeah. To be fair, the and views. And he's like, "Okay, back down then." Yeah. Like, oh boy, you're lucky I didn't choke slam him. <laughs> <laughs> the views were insane, but it wasn't worth the drive. I, I mean, call me ungrateful, but I'm not one for you. I don't give a shit. I, I'd wow. seen it the day before on the cable car, a couple of rooftops. Like, get me an ice cream. <laughs> So ungrateful. I am a twat. He did tell us, uh, I am a twat. <laughs> when I'm hot, I'm a proper twat. You are a massive twat. Watch yourself now. <laughs> Didn't give you permission. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he did tell us a cool story. I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, the history of this castle. Um, can you remember it? Some ninja guy. I was going to say Mongolians, but that's not true, is it? Coming in and Not sure. Anyway. Google it if you want to know. Anyway. Yeah, if you want to know, I'll give you Google. We got back on the road and the worst part was the drive that we'd just done, which was one of the toughest on the cars we'd done for ages. We had to do it again. Ah. So back up and down these mountains, winding roads. And then we started getting on like the flat ground again on the way to the next city. Uh, And I'm not sure why we pulled over. I think there was a car and she was waving us over. So we pulled over on the side of the road. And there was this lady and she was a journalist yeah. and she was so friendly. She had this huge, um, like a big wad of bread, like folded over her arm. Yeah, it was like <laughs> like wraps kind of thing, like pitta. Like, like massive, what are they called? The wraps rotties. you get? No, the wraps you get in Tesco, what are they called? Wraps? They're called it's wraps. Like, no, it's like a name from in there, like the brand. I was going to compare it to that. Oh, but. I'm not sure. Sorry about that. Joke, joke, uh, joke. Ruined. So basically, loads of bread hanging over her arm. Yeah, probably not that hygienic. I don't care. But she was like, "Who wants some bread?" Bread. <laughs> she didn't say like that. We had this running joke where we could only eat bread, or we'd be like, "Bread, bread, bread." So we got. She gave us bread, and she was basically like, "I'm so proud." She was the one who said it. She said, "I'm so proud that you're in yeah. my country." In in um her language, so Rashad was a translator. Wasn't yeah, it? and she said, um, she was very happy that we were visiting Iran. Uh, thank you so much for re- visiting Iran. And she'd invited us, she invited us to her house for dinner. She wanted to cook for all of us. It was like 14 people. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have even fitted. Yeah. Um, but I was gutted because we, we had to, 
we were behind anyway. We had to keep driving, so we had to say no. I know. But I wish we'd have gone to it. It was brilliant. Yeah, just a local experience, you know. That's what you you want. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we travel for. So we ended up getting to Tehran. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Tehran. Tehran. Um, factual fact happening here. The fact. Tehran is the capital of Iran, mm-hmm. um, and it's home to twelve million people. Wow, is that many? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what Tehran means? No. Warm slope. <laughs> there was no slopes at all in Tehran, was there? It doesn't matter. That's what it's. That's what it means. Okay. Warm slope. Maybe they flattened it out. Yeah. So Rashid took us on a whirlwind city tour. Yeah, on the hottest Let's day. Start again. So Rashid took us on a whirlwind tour of the city. Yeah, um, hot day of the year. It was so hot. As I said, what are you playing at? Like, we we all walked from the hotel to to go to this palace, and we crossed about two streets, and we were all just dying. He was like, "Should we stop for some like watermelon drink. drinks?" Yeah. We were all just in the shade, like trying not to die. Literally, like the sweat would be dripping down your back. Yeah, you just felt so sticky and horrible. Yeah. Those watermelon shakes were off the charts. Yeah, that was a cantaloupe. Is that right? What's that? That's a different kind of melon. That's what they were. Yeah. Posh. Yeah, they were lush. So we went to the Golliston Palace, which was like super posh. Golliston? Yes. Yeah, G-O-L-E-S-T-A-N. Okay. How would you say it? Golston. Golazzo! <laughs> Your shit, honestly, I'm gonna take over. Oh yeah, I forgot about these. Yeah. I'm fine. So we went. I'm fine. The Goldstone Palace. Palace. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Rashad, Rashad said, if you want to try and reach out the window, you can get a cool breeze in your arm. Shut up, man. Carry on. <laughs> it was incredible, wasn't it? It was like. So we'd seen like these hotels that we were staying in, which mm. were like bog standard. And then we saw the other end and it was yeah. honestly, it was immaculate. It was like mosaic tiles on everything. There was like mirrors everywhere. It was like Gold, so plush. Red carpets, like, yeah, expensive looking Like stuff. a palace. It was a palace. Yeah. Like it was unbelievable. Golson Palace. Golson Palace. Give, like. give away a little bit. So we had to put these little... What do you call them? Like, like foot- covers on our f- shoes, shoes so we yeah. didn't damage the floor. Yeah. And take our shoes off. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, wasn't it? Stunning it was. Stunning. You can imagine how much money Iran's got, though, being like an oil exporter. Mm. You know? How Minted. the other half live, innit? Minted, mate. Yeah. And yeah, after that, we just walked through the city. We went to the bazaar. Um, Rashad was like, I'm going to take you to one of the oldest and most famous restaurants in Tehran. He was like, they've got this dish on there. It's definitely vegan. You're going to love it. It's like this rice cake thing. Yeah, we were buzzing. I was like, yes, some actual food. Because we this is day three now and we'd literally eaten rice and tomatoes and, and like bread and jam. noodles as well, yeah. Get there. Uh, rice and tomatoes, Craig, that's all they've got. Are you happy with that? Fuming he was. Absolutely fuming. He left. He fucked off. You just went. See you later, See you later. See you later, mate. I'm, you. I'm worth more than rice and tomatoes. <laughs> I was raging because I was hangry as well. The worst yeah. part was like, yeah, I was I was hangry. Oh, don't speak to Craig when he's hungry. Ah, oh, he will batter the shit into you, I yeah. swear. Not, Long- out, not out of you, into you. I'll batter shit into you. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short, I couldn't find Amy because she was hiding behind a pillar in the restaurant. So when I stormed out, I went to look for food, couldn't find any, went back to find Amy. And she, I thought she wasn't there, but she was. 
So I spent 40 minutes walking around the bazaar thinking Amy got kidnapped by someone. You were, te- you were so scared. Like, I was, I don't genuinely. know why. I think because I hadn't eaten, my brain wasn't functioning. I probably was on the border of scurvy. Mm. So uh, <laughs> I was in a state. She's been kidnapped. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that because um, everyone was friendly there. Yeah. Someone actually commented, they're like, oh, you're seeing Iran's friendly and then you think your missus got kidnapped. I was like, mate, I was hangry. What do you expect? <laughs> Come to my house now. I'll have you. I'll batter shit into you. I'm talking to my boyfriend like, ah, I'll have you now. Uh, and then we went home because that, that day was so hot. We went to the bazaar. You bought some more curtains than you to wear on your head. It wasn't even curtains. It was just material. Yeah. And it didn't like, like lay nicely. But whatever. <laughs> I was fuming that I didn't get like a lovely Iranian get up gear. I know. Yeah, it just, just didn't come about. Too stingy, in you? A little bit, a little bit. So we went home for some rest and then Rashid said to us, he was like, I've actually found a vegan, vegan? <laughs> a vegan restaurant. And I was like, yes, finally we can eat some proper foods. We, you know, I thought it would be something nice, but it was incredible. Oh, it was next it? level. We had pizza and lasagna and chocolate gato cake. It was Ian's birthday. Yeah. So, we had, um, um like uh, like chicken bites, but they weren't chicken, obviously. Yeah, and chicken bites, like kebab things, or anything oh. you could have wanted, they had on that menu. So we ate like kings. It was big so doggy bag coming home for us. <laughs> and um, the best part was like there was a slap at meal. We had two meals, two desserts, two drinks, and the cake, and it was like ten quid. Yeah, ten pound for two people. Five quid each for a slap at meal. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Got to go back, haven't we? We need to speak to Rashad and try and get back out there. I mean, we've got him on Instagram. He likes our stuff all the time. Mm. I love Rashad. Got back on the road the next day. And uh, we'd actually done a carpool lottery. So we all swapped around. We ended up with Rashad and Robin in our car. Yeah. Um, And they were loving it because we had aircon. Yeah. (laughs) I think everyone would be like, please, Craig and Amy's car. Please, Craig and Amy's car. (laughs) Because of the aircon. So I'm not sure where we were heading at this point, but Rob's car... Broke down again. The blue poo packed in again. Apparently, he put too much oil in it. So, we had to stop for that. And I, I remember stopping in that. It was just like a deserted shop in the middle of nowhere. Felt like we were in the middle of the desert. Mm. And it was just so blistering hot. It was un- unbelievable heat. And then we kept driving for a bit longer. And then we got pulled by the police. And we'd actually been pulled by the police like as we came into Iran. And they and they just wanted to shake our hands. They were like shaking our hands, like, welcome to our country. And they yeah. were super friendly. Uh-huh. So when we got pulled again, I was thinking, oh, they just want to say hello. And this yeah. time they were a bit more strict, weren't they? A bit more serious, yeah. So Rashad was in our car and he was having to like talk him around a bit and explain what was going on. And they were being very like stern and proper. They took all of our passports and they like properly checked them, didn't they? We, yeah. we had to stand in the shade. He told us to get all the cars. Mm-hmm. And they told you to like take care of your hijab. Take care of your hijab. Mm. Like, Watching me bala. Yeah. But um, yeah, because I was, I got a bit fruity, didn't I? And I started wearing it like with a fringe out and stuff. And I thought he was just like so disrespectful. Mm. So I just started wearing it as a proper um hijab then, like, yeah. wrapped around the head, you know, with no hair in sight, like, like a little potato. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we were actually heading to our, our last stop in Iran mm. and Ferranda had been an absolute mare. Like we hadn't talked about the car much because it just became the norm. But our yeah. back, the back piston had broken. So every time you go over a bump, the whole car was bouncing. And you would hit. Yeah, like doom, Like doom. your coccyx would hit mm. on metal. Yeah. It was sore. It was like the frame was hitting the top of the wheel. Yeah. 
Um, so we needed to get to a garage badly. I think everybody else did as well. Yeah. And we knew that because the roads were actually really good in Iran. There was mm -hmm. no potholes. Yeah. It was like super clean tarmac. Awesome. But we, we'd heard that in Turkmenistan, once you get out of Ashgabat, the, the roads were diabolical. This is where it would get interesting. Yeah. So we were like, right, let's fix our car and do something, get rid of that back box, which weighed a ton. Yeah. We so didn't really get rid of it though, did we? We just like we just stuck it on the roof, replaced it somewhere else. <laughs> so we ended up getting um, the piston fixed, and we basically we got to the garage, and um, they thought that they heard Seth's accent, and they thought that Seth was American, American, yeah. And they were really standoffish, the guys, and we were like, "Oh, can we get get it done today? We need this, this, and this." And they yeah. were like being really arsy, and even though Rashad was there translating. Mm -hmm. um, and then Seth noticed one of the guy's ears. It was like all cauliflower ear. Cauliflowered. And Seth used to be a wrestler. He was like Canadian champion or something. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. yeah, so Seth was like, oh, you're a wrestler. And then, so they started wrestling. He started wrestling with this guy. It was in, mad. In the middle of the garage, <laughs> just like um, Canadian and Iranian just fighting. Yeah, so then they, <laughs> they kind of were chatting more through Rashid and he found out that Seth was Canadian and not yeah. American. So he was like, oh, we can oh, do it for you tonight. Canadian. And then their whole demeanor changed, which is mad. Yeah. And I found it so interesting because like we were saying about how Iran's portrayed to us in the media, mm -hmm. we guess it's the, the other way around for Iranians. Do you remember, this has just come to me now, you remember we saw that bit? I was just going to say. What did it say? So I saw this huge billboard in the middle of the motorway when we were driving past it and it was like big red writing. And um, it was, was it in, graffiti or was it a proper? It was, um, no, it was, I think it was graffiti. Okay. I think it was just written by someone. Yeah. And I said, Rashid, what does that say? And he said, it says down with America. Down and with America, like, oh, yeah. Shit. Mm -hmm. So even though like we had a great time, there's still like these underlying things with Iran and America. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that garage was a prime example of how as soon as he knew we weren't America and he was like super re receptive and yeah. happy to help us. Yeah. Um, so stupidly, we asked them for this roof rack and they used this wrought iron cage that weighed an absolute ton. Oh, goodness. It was massive. It definitely... Probably like football field size. Pretty, yeah. Pretty huge. But it was like putting a queen size bed on your car. Yeah. It was not legal. And it hung <laughs> over the side of the whole car. It was massive. It was so big that we could put the whole back box in it and there was still room for like the dinosaur and all of our bags. Oh, yeah. We all could have slept up there. It was amazing. Yeah. So we got that sorted. Um went for some food in one of the local restaurants and because they don't have alcohol, we had like this malt beverage stuff. Yeah, so it's illegal to drink alcohol in Iran. Mm. Yeah. And um, they actually served brain. They did a brain sandwich, which That's was right. revolting. Yeah, Seth uh, had it. Seth had it. It was actually cow brain. He was like, yeah, it just tastes like good, just tastes like good beef. It just tastes like a good steak. Yeah, that's how he sounds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, quite mad. I had some chips. Um, I can't remember what I had. Probably just like a leaf or something. And then one of the last places that Rashid took us was the oldest mosque in Iran, which is actually 7,000 years old. Yeah, that's not that old. 7,000 years old? Yeah, that's not that old. For a mosque, that's old as shit, mate. 7,000. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> 7,000 years? I think it was like... 7,000 BC or something, I'd be like, whoa, yeah. Okay, now we're talking before the, the Christ our Lord was born. <laughs> I'm not religious. I'm not sure where I'm going with this. Something overtook my soul then. You're right. Do you, need, do you need Jesus? I'm still tired. 
So we walked around the mosque um, and then Rashad was like, I, I, I want to sit you all down and I want to tell you some things because we asked him about like ISIS and mm -hmm. the effect it's had on the country. Yeah. So basically he told us the history of ISIS and suicide bombers. Yeah. And he told us that suicide bombers have found, some of them have been found to have a spoon and a fork in their pocket after they've carried out the act. Yeah. Because um, they think that they'll meet and have a meal with Mohammed in paradise. That's like the... That's what they're sort of brainwashed into thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and he, he basically just said, um, this is like a quote from what Rashad said on the video. He said, I tell people that I'm Muslim and they look at me like, oh, you're a Muslim. Oh no, this is your quote from you. This is what, what you I said. said. Yeah. Um, and everything you see in the media about ISIS, um, Muslims kind of get the brunt of it in mm -hmm. society sometimes. And Rashad... Um, had experienced it in his life and it was just so so sad to hear wasn't it mm. because he's just the friendliest guy in the whole world and yeah for him to say to people oh, i'm a muslim and then they go oh you're a muslim they just judge like, him differently yeah yeah it's not cool not cool at all didn't he say that um isis main targets are shia people yeah which is their people also yeah and you can't i can't tell you how many people that live in Iran are against ISIS. Like you just can't judge a book by its cover. You cannot like tar everybody with the same brush. Yeah, That's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And it got very emotional because just just the, the warm welcome we had, the amount of beautiful people we'd met, the kind faces, you know, the, the, the lovely welcomes. And then for him to go on and say, you know, people judge us as, as terrible people. I was just like, oh. I was, yeah, I cried. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. It, it really so was. so unfair. Yeah. Like, you can't change that. You know what I mean? You, you can't change that. All we can do, as me and you, is recommend that people go to Iran and experience this for themselves. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Experience the people, the actual people, yeah. not what the government, the government says yeah. and, and not the the bad shit like the suicide bombers. That's not Iran. Do you know yeah, what I mean? That's, yeah. the, that's the small percentage of assholes who yeah. are just scum of the earth yeah um so yeah that was kind of the finish and it was like it was like bittersweet because we were so gutted that we we were gonna leave Rashad. it was so emotional saying bye to him yeah. remember we all hugged him and he was just so yeah. we like all chipped in together and we gave him like a massive tip as well yeah yeah and um did we give him our back box yeah so so <laughs> Rashad, back box. yeah so no we give, didn't give him the box but the we had the rack was actually for bikes oh, yeah. and Rashad said he cycled a lot so we said oh do you want this like bike, bike rack, rack yeah. and they were expensive like 500 pound rack uh -huh. and he was like oh i'd love it yeah. he said i'll ship it back so we gave it to him and he was over the moon with that legend but he made the whole trip iran Absolutely. was like absolutely unbelievable but without Rashad it, it wouldn't have been what it was definitely so yeah that was that was our experience in Iran and in five days I felt like we saw so much we met so many people mm -hmm. and uh, we experienced like a good whack of the country but he said he was like this isn't even the most beautiful part he said yeah. there's so much to see He's yeah. like, you have to come back yeah so we've got to make it our mission to go back there I would love it Craig I would love to do you know not a bike because Fuck that. But like, <laughs> you know, like a motorbike. I'll go on the back. Yeah. Through the whole thing. I would I would love it. More yeah. than love it. I really yeah. would. I don't think we'd be allowed unless we put Rashad in like a little sidecar. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> little trailer. So good. So yeah. Um a lot of people say like, where's your favorite place to go? And and I've forgotten how incredible the Iranian people were until we watched the videos back. Mm -hmm. Um and so as far as people go. Iran, number one on the list, 100%. 100%. I mean, 
I, I have to say it, but like the Philippines was always up there and India, but they've gone they've gone above, haven't they? Yeah, Iran's number one for me. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Iran, Philippines, India, I think for friendliness and yeah. welcome, mm-hmm. making you feel welcome. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, on the next podcast, we will be talking about the, I can't even think of a word to describe it. Flipping, flipping mental. The fucking mental <laughs> Turkmenistan. Holy bejesus. Turkmenistan. I never knew what it was, no. but we were about to have our minds completely and utterly blown. Yeah, so Turkmenistan is actually a country, ladies and gentlemen, which yeah. uh, we didn't know until we went there. So you're going to oh. want to tune in for the strangest podcast ever. It is one of the most craziest, weirdest places we've ever been. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, leave us a review, like we said, on Apple Podcasts. Five star. Five star or, only. Five, five star or fuck off. Oh, okay, family. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, press subscribe, and make sure you click the little bell. And um, that's about it for now, isn't it? Yeah, thank you so much for listening. See you next week. One, two, three. Bye. bye. Press the thing. Jesus, you're so Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs>